Good day, buffet. Sorry to keep you waiting. Your table is ready for how you can eat a weekly comeback of K-pop music commentary. My name is Chuck Jose, and each week we take a brand new release and we let you know what we think about it. But before we get to that, I'm just going to quickly, very quickly, introduce both Alan, Mark, and Stephen. I know it's going to be crazy. I I just wanted to introduce them at the same time because I feel like we're gonna. Want to talk? Spend more time talking about this group um, that we're gonna cover uh, because one, um, I also I want to have more time to talk about this group because I didn't get to talk about them on this pod. I had to be out, so this is my chance to catch up on everything. That's so, right. Alan, Mark, yeah. and Stephen, welcome to How You Can Eat. Um, I would ask how you guys are doing, but I think we're all kind of in the same headspace, uh, physically, emotionally, and everything like that. Um, yeah, it, it's it feels kind of weird to uh, to ask how you guys are doing when I know it's generally. I think uh, at least for the the U.S., it's generally not. Nobody is feeling good about um, what happened in Uvalde. So um, I, I would say, or I would ask how you guys are doing, but um, how about we change it up this time around and um, just say, I don't know. Why don't you guys just say hello, I guess? Uh, I don't know. Hello. 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 Oh. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> All right. I didn't really plan that, but um, but I just it, it again it felt weird, um, assuming like my day was going okay when it's been hard to just work in general, um, or I just haven't been feeling good, yeah. which is totally okay. Um, but that's why we're here to hopefully, uh, I guess persevere, hope for the best, wish that change actually happens. I mean. Um, Alamark brought this up before we started recording. Um, a lot, it, it's it's almost become a norm. And so I, I just don't want anybody um, to become numb to it. If you need a break, take it. If you need some levity, go listen to our podcast. Um, but afterwards, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. But Alamark, Stephen, welcome to the pod. Like I said, you guys got to talk about this group. So this is unfortunately, listeners, not a spam episode. I know that's why it's our third most listened to episode, right? Oh. Is, is that the current fourth. stats? I, it's, fourth. I, I, oh, okay. it's fourth now? Okay. All right. See, I have a feeling. Okay. 
Yeah, I have a feeling that that's the reason why it's fourth is because it's the debut of Spam. So I'm so sorry to all our listeners who were just looking to hear you two guys, but you get to hear everything I have to say about Breath of Love, Last Piece. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we're going to cover that again. (laughs) And then we're going to do... Re- yeah. Rehash yeah, it. Then we'll do whatever. Uh, 18 yeah. months later. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A revisit. See if you guys still like uh, everything. And <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. Uh, let's get let's gonna get on with this episode. Um, as you know, a lot of other releases, a lot of amazing releases, especially one that came out today, um, <laughs> is out. But um but it, it, sorry. Oh, did you not put that on? <laughs> I didn't put. <laughs> okay, that's uh, okay. Anyway, oh, <laughs> I, that's okay. No, you don't have to. Um, but yeah, we're, we are going to be talking about um, a release that came out this week. But we do want to share some love to the other ones, um, especially the one that I think Stephen is entering into a spreadsheet as I speak. <laughs> I uh, so, but <laughs> I missed. Okay. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, oh, oh. uh, that's okay. Um, anyway, we'll um, <laughs> this 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 episode's already way off the rails. Anyway, um, I'm gonna throw it to him, and he is gonna give you Stephen's specials of the week. Okay. Yeah, I, actually, so the specials this week, they, I think they're pretty interesting, but they only go up to Tuesday, <laughs> so uh, I did not include anything from the Wednesday on because I thought. <laughs> All five of these were were worth mentioning. Wow. Okay. Um, We do have another debut. uh, And we actually have... We're going to start off, though, with a uh, a release from a group that debuted in 2020. It was on Monday from the group Lunar Solar. And it's called Do You Want to Get Down? Um, But this is actually Lunar Solar's final release. Uh, on Sunday, it was announced by their company that they would be terminating their contracts and the members will be parting ways. So uh, Lunar Soul will be de- uh, disbanding after Do You Want to Get Down? Um, yeah, so they, they, they haven't been around for too long and it's probably a sad day for their fandom called Hidal. But yeah, I guess just uh, best of luck to the members in whatever they choose to do next. Dang, be- Steven's best to like both in a debut and in a <laughs> in yeah, a um, disbandment. Yeah, disbandment. But yeah, uh, I, I guess it's a good final track. It, it's a pretty upbeat track. I, I don't know if it was like planned to be a disbandment, but uh, yeah, I suppose that's just what it's the way it works out for them. I, they are. I don't think they have a group anymore. So. Or, I mean, J-Planet Entertainment, their company. I think they have some trainees and some soloists, but Lunar Solar was their only group. Um, oh, we had some duos, but I, I don't. I had not really heard of them. Um, yeah, so again, uh, good luck to it. Members, uh, choose to do next. Um, but on Tuesday, we will first talk about the, the debut. It's a new boy group. Uh, they're called Blanky which is spelled B-L-A-N-K, the number two Y. Um, and I'll explain their name. Um, but they've released a mini album called Key 
one, Confidence, Thumbs Up. And the title track is called Thumbs Up. So they're, they're Blanky is a nine-member boy group from Keystone Entertainment, which is, uh, and they are their, their debut group um, for the company. And what combination of words forms this name, you ask? Uh, well, it's the words <laughs> blank and key, meaning a key to open an empty space. Um, Whoa. Yeah. And hmm. they also released uh, a fandom name, which I actually think oh. is fantastic. It's spelled K2YWE. Can you really? If, if their name is K, K2I. K2YWE. K2Y. Kiwi? Yeah, it's Kiwi. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I really like that. I do like that. Because uh, it's, yeah, Kiwi, like. Yeah. We yeah, perfect. It, really good. And and for, it's <clears throat> fruit related, so is there, <laughs> yeah. it, it pertains to is us. Is there team color or I get uh, color? Gr- is there fandom color green? I don't know. Or is it brown? Is it a brown? Is it a fuzzy <laughs> brown, brown outline? <laughs> yeah. a, a, a hairy brown. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't check, but they they do uh, they did come out with a, a name as they debuted. Is kind of good. Oh, that's confident. Um, yeah, but get it? Uh, yes, no, I know. I get it. <laughs> the the album oh, is called yeah. Confidence. Yeah, and then Stephen did a thumbs up. <laughs> I'm obviously <laughs> listening. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, just okay. Now a l- couple uh, facts about the members are just like something I was looking up. Is that the there are of the nine members? There are a few. Who are on the show Island and Wild Idol, as well as season two of pro- one of the produce series in Japan. So they have one uh, Japanese member. I think his name is Mikey. Um, but members, well, they also have uh, former members of the groups One the Nine and Eno I. Um, so yeah, I think after those ended, they they joined uh, Keystone Entertainment. Um, and just looking at the track list, all of the tracks were produced by the Cielo Groove production group. Um, I don't know if I had mentioned them before, but yeah, they did all five of the songs on Blanky's debut mini album. Um, but yeah, good luck to Blanky. So that is the first from Tuesday. I have three more. Um, we have a full-length album from uh, Kang Daniel. It's called The Story, the title track, Upside Down. And this is actually his first full-length album. Um, it has 10 tracks with features from Debo, Jesse, Sokodomo, and Chancellor. So uh, Kang Daniel, he co-wrote lyrics for all of the songs and uh, label mate Chancellor, who's featured on a track. He wrote uh, or composed uh, seven of these songs. And a few of the other credits include Brian Lee, Styles Fuego, Anthony Russo, and MZMC. Um, okay, next up, we have a mini album from the group Lightsome with the title uh, Into the Light and the title track called Alive, uh, which I do not believe is a POD cover. This is their first release. <laughs> imagine, <since. laughs> imagine if it were. Just, oh my god! I need it to happen. 
I need that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I. <laughs> I feel so alive. Okay, sorry. Have I ever mentioned in like seventh grade? Uh, I gave a speech to my class about how POD was my favorite band. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, that do you, does that kind do you of still have familiar. That, do you still have that speech? Oh, no. I don't know where it is. I, oh, man. Why does that sound so familiar? Are they still? I must have said it I feel like you did mention you it maybe during one of our recordings, and if not, one of these episodes. And a part of me... <laughs> What if it was our last God 7 episode? I need to listen to it again. I feel like it's the same. I don't know. Okay, I'll go. It, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> um, that would be amazing. Um, but uh, yes, this, this mini album, Into the Light, is Light Sun's first release since October of last year. Uh, with a, They had a single album called Light a Wish. And this one, the credits are mostly by three production groups. Galactica, Papermaker, and New Type. I feel like I've seen Papermaker a lot. They seem to be coming up. Um, but some other credits. Uh, EJ worked on a song. Uh, and Alina Smith of the production duo Liar, uh, who's written for Itzy, Red Velvet, as well as Fallout Boy. Um, they have a track on here. Um, so yeah, go check that out uh, from Lightsome. And lastly, we do have a release. I'm hoping uh, this is kind of a, a tradition for my specials going forward. Our last special I mentioned uh, last week uh, was Yaren from G-Friend. And I'm also ending this week with a Yaren. Uh, but this one is from one of our, our favorite soloists, Beck Yaren, with a single album called Pisces and a title track with the same name. Um, don't have a lot to say about it. I, I listened to it. I, I enjoy it a lot. Uh, there, there are three songs, two of which she wrote, and then the other one, uh, which was actually the title track, was written by Cloud, or aka uh, Gurum, who is uh, one of her uh, band mates, bandmates in The Volunteers. Um, so yeah, it's a really nice uh, song, and has a nice, fun video as well. So go check that out. Uh, and those are my specials of the week. Wonderful. Thanks, Stephen. What a packed week this is. I, I double-checked um, all the other releases, and good God, this was, yeah, there was a lot. jam-packed. Dude, um, this, so. the second quarter of this year, I feel like it's just so many releases with big names yeah. and lesser-known, which are a lot of really good stuff. So it's exciting. We're only halfway Are they through. just like holding out or something? I know. I know. I know. This is going to be a tough... Uh, Golden Tongs, I feel like. A very tough one. Um, and I'm... Because last year I didn't keep track. Because I already knew. But this year, I am keeping track. And it's even harder for me to pick. So, should be interesting. Should be interesting. Okay. Speaking of interesting, I... I know a lot has happened to this group since the last time we covered them. Um, and so... In that episode, Almar gave a really great, succinct, abridged rundown of their, like, at that point, um, six-year career, I guess. Was it good? Was it six? Oh, was it good? Yeah. Oh, I don't don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I remember listening to it and going like, oh, yeah. Okay. But (laughs) 
<laughs> but you're right. It was the seventh episode. So yeah. you probably were just re- regurgitating Wikipedia. Yeah. I think it's seven years. Because you totally years. don't do that now. No, not at all. Uh, yeah, I think it's seven years because they debuted in 2013, I believe. And then that album's 2020. Yeah. All right. Well, a lot has happened in the, the last two years um, for sure. So I'm going to throw it to Alan Mark and have him give a second rundown on another comeback artist. Yes. So uh, it's kind of exciting. We haven't had, unless you count all of the different NCTs that we've done. I think this is the <laughs> first time that we've uh, had a second episode on a boy group. So that's exciting. And Wow, this is sort of a really exciting one to discuss as well. So, um, oh, they debuted in January 2014. So I was wrong. Uh-huh. It was, well, it was almost seven years. It's about seven years. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Nice. Uh, but yeah, so the group we are covering is Got Seven. Uh, so yeah, this is the first release from this group since our last episode on them, which we just talked about. Uh, but as Chuck mentioned, a whole lot has happened. So we last saw these seven men of God Seven back on November 30th, 2020 with the album Breath of Love, Last Peace, uh, which we covered on our seventh episode back in December 2020. Um, and uh, thank you to all the Agases and everyone else that helped uh, make it our fourth most listened to episode. Uh, for a while, it was number one, I think, until, until Shiny. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. Uh, yeah. Okay. Then once 2021 rolled in, uh, rumors were circulating regarding the members' status with the group and the company as their contracts were about to expire. You know, hitting that seven-year mark. Most contracts are seven years. Uh, and then that was initiated. Those rumors were initiated with reports about Makne Yugyum uh, potentially leaving the label for AOMG. Uh, after some initial, you know, cover-ups, it's like, ah, uh, he's, he's just talking, you know, it's part of the, it's part of, you know, contract negotiations. They'll talk to other, other labels. Uh, eventually, JYP Entertainment would officially announce on January 10th of 2021 that all of God 7s exclusive contracts would end on January 19th. And then on the next day, they also solidified the news that all the members would let them expire, and then they all had left the company. Um, after, you know, a month of questions, you know, of what's happening next, what's going on with this group, GOT7 released the single Encore, uh, distributed by Warner Music Korea, as a thank you for their fans, and indeed confirming that they intend to stay together as a full group in spite of their new agency signings. So uh, yeah, that was well over well over a year ago. So what have the members been up to since then? Well, the first person to announce the new signing, thanks to those circling rumors, was Yogyam, who uh, officially confirmed his signing with AOMG on January nineteenth, uh, and then was introduced with a dance visual video to Travis Scott's song "Franchise." Uh, he would release his first EP, "Point of View You," on June seventeenth. Then Young Jay was the next one to who signed an exclusive contract with Sublime Artist Agency on January 20th. And then his first solo release came out on October 5th with the EP Colors from Ours, uh, Ours being his producer name. 
Then Jackson Wang was next. Uh, he would continue operating with his company, Team Wang, as well as partnering with Sublime Artist Agency, uh, confirmed on January 22nd. Uh, he would, his first single since leaving JYP Entertainment would be the English uh, title track, uh, L-M-L-Y, uh, or Love of My Life. Oh, no. Leave Me Loving You. Where does Love of My Life come from? Uh, Leave Me Loving You on April 21st. <laughs> then on January 28th, it was announced that Jin Young had signed an exclusive contract with BH Entertainment, mostly focusing on acting, but he did release his own debut uh, solo single, Dive, on July 29th. Uh, which was on my uh, playlist for uh, 20 songs of 2021. Shout out. Uh, then, <laughs> then Mark uh, would go independent and open up his own YouTube channel uh, later on that January as well, followed by the opening of his own company, uh, Mark Tuan Studio in Beijing on February 7th. Uh, his first single, One in a Million, uh, with Sanjoy Deb, was released on February 12th. Uh, then Abyss Company, home to others like Urban Zakaba and Sunni, announced that Bam Bam had signed an exclusive contract with them on March 5th. He would have his solo debut in South Korea with the EP Ribbon on June 15th. Uh, he also became the global ambassador for the Golden State Warriors and helped rally fans to vote Andrew <laughs> Wiggins as an all-star starter. <laughs> Shout out to Bam Bam. Uh, go Dubs. Oh, <laughs> Double B. And then finally, leader JB would finally announce his signing with Jay Park and Cha Cha Malone's Higher Music on May 11th, followed by his solo debut with the single Switch It Up on the 14th. Uh, he also announced a change to his stage name, switching from the initials, you know, the letters J and B, to just a straight up name J, J A Y, B. So the biggest reason why JB was the last member to sign elsewhere was because in March of that year, uh, he updated fans uh, via Instagram story uh, that ever since that the group left JYP Entertainment, he's been working on the legal side with like paperwork for trademark transfers of their name and image to ensure that the group still owned all of it. And I think it was just recently announced Korean law passed that like mm -hmm. groups uh, would then own like no, even if they left their company, the original companies would own the name and rights to their image, name, stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, that's, you know, leader thing, the leader doing leader <laughs> things, going above and beyond. Like, that's really cool to see. Um, so, yeah, that's why they're still able to you know, be under the name GOT7 even today. Uh, then, finally, after a long wait, uh, after people were freaking out about Mark and Jackson being spotted arriving back in Seoul from overseas, uh, God7 would announce their first comeback since their departure from JYP, uh, releasing their self-titled mini-album on May 23rd, 2022, uh, paired with the lead single, Na Na Na, and that is the album that we're covering today. I really like that breakdown. It was like a... Like what's what what have they been up to yeah, kind of yeah. uh, breakdown? So it was kind of neat to hear. Is this the first group um, to really pull something like this off? Uh, uh, to this extent, I think so. Like we've seen groups, uh, you know, reunite, come together after right. leaving, you know, uh, their original agencies. Uh, more recently, um, like. Highlight was one where after they left Cube, 
Uh, the only thing oh. there is that he couldn't retain the name Beast because the Cube still owned the right. rights. So that's uh, that's the biggest difference here. Um, but I think it's it's happened in the past as well. Like Shinwa, uh, I believe, after leaving SM, uh, oh. bu- created their own company as well. Still stayed Shinwa, I believe. Uh, but yeah, but this is like the first good example I've seen where um, every member left the company, joined separate companies individually, and then all came back <laughs> yeah. together as a group still. Like every member, yeah. like, no lineup yeah. changes anything. So yeah. Um, so yeah. so. So they get to still do their solo work, but the group work, GOT7, mm-hmm. will be under uh, Warner Brothers Korea. Yeah, I think, said, I think I think it's just distribution. Uh, for the most part, I do believe they're they're probably operating independently. Mm. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, but That's I'm cool. not 100% sure about <laughs> that. That's how I perceive it. I could be wrong. Maybe Warner... Oh, I guess Warner Music Korea does has the copyright name next to it, so... Um, could be through them. But I mean, yeah, that gives them the freedom to do what they like, which is really nice. And I do hope it's like sets that, that precedent. I'll probably, I was going to close with that. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see. <laughs> oh, save it for later. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll interject <laughs> that and say, did you guys say who your biases were? I forget. Oh. In the, in our last episode. Know. Probably not in the last episode, but it's been yeah. Jin Young since the beginning for me, and that hasn't wavered really. Um, though I love I love Jackson uh, and mm-hmm. and JB, but uh, yeah. yeah, Jin Young's been my bias since the beginning, and yeah, I've liked oh. God Seven for a while. It's because I I watched Dream High two and uh, <laughs> remembered when they debuted JJ Project, and I was like, oh, oh. Um, so yeah. I mean, I, I like Jackson a lot. He's very funny. <laughs> He's, I, I like his music a lot too. But I yeah. do regularly watch. That video of when they were on Weekly Idol and they the, <laughs> they showed those embarrassing clips. Oh, I like so good. whenever I know I, I just need a laugh. I will I'll pull that out. It's one of the um, best K-pop videos to exist. Yeah, and but I I from that I I did I started to appreciate JB a lot, mm-hmm. and then uh, <laughs> just from hearing uh, his album, the, the Deaf album from this year, I I love that. So it might be JB. Mm-hmm. He's a great producer. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you guys know me. I I default to a group's makne. So I guess that would be Yogyam. Yogyam's yeah. the makne, yeah. but uh Bam Bam is also 97 liner of, uh, with Yogyam, so there's sort of the makne line. And those two are yeah, are the most chaotic. Yeah. I would, I would pick them. Yeah. I'm gonna look up Yogium's profile real quick. Yeah, he's the main dancer, and he's also the tallest one, I think. Yeah. It says his specialty is street dancing, which includes house dance, mm-hmm. popping, and crumping. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, when he freestyles, so. that's yeah. I know. In uh, there was that one yeah. show. Um, oh, I forgot. Hit the. Oh, what was it? Hit the something. But it was a dance competition show amongst like idol main dancers, which is really cool. And Yogyam had uh, a really cool set in that one. So uh, the costuming from the backup dancers was bad, but uh, the routine itself was <laughs> was really good. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. I gotta go check that out. We'll link it in the description below. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe we should. Maybe uh, we shouldn't. <laughs> oh, okay.
<laughs> oh no, but, no. But, but these are the, the podcast okay. description. These are the glow up shoes like you you had at your wedding and stuff like that. Ooh, so. okay. Well, it's 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 settled then. It's yogium. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um yeah, en- enough uh gawking and um adoring God 7. We already know we love God 7. They the people know we know that they love God 7. So Let's do these guys an honor and uh, talk about what technically is their very first independent album, which is crazy to think about after having such a long career with uh, JYP. Um, and as Alan Mark said, we are going to be covering their self-titled EP, Got Seven. So this is Got Seven, Got Seven. Um, <laughs> How are we going to title that uh, when we upload this episode? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just doing God 7, God 7. Yeah. People are going to think we're going to have um, a stutter or something like that. Okay. Um, luckily, guys, it's another six episode. Or sorry. <laughs> another, no, sorry. Another six wow. song episode that will take three uh, so, hours long. So, so. so you're saying we don't got seven songs on this one? Okay. Uh I am just angry okay, that Okay, so I didn't track one is That's... truth. And <laughs> <laughs> we have three times two songs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Track in two months it'll be July, which is the number seven. All right, track number one. This is episode entitled... seventy-two. <laughs> <laughs> so we got two seven. Episode. Yeah, seven, oh, it's, seven, it's se- and then the <laughs> second episode on seven. Yeah, got it. Seventy-two. It, it's our yeah, and uh, this album has a track called two. Yeah. There you go. And we got seventy-two episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Track Great number discussion. one is is truth. Is <laughs> truth, and Stephen. I don't want you to lie about how you feel about this song. I want you, <laughs> you. to tell the the honest truth. Okay, I will. Um, it, I, it, it's a, it's a good song. <laughs> I know. I actually, <laughs> actually, oh wow. Was, um, you know, I, I saw that. Looking at the the track list, that uh, I I noticed every member had uh, a song, or each of the songs was co-written or produced by at least one of the members, and I was very excited when I saw uh, JB or Def had three on the album, and then we would be starting off with one, um, and I was really I was wondering, are we gonna get more of like his solo, his like, well, really from the, from Love? That's what I was kind of hoping we would get um, where we would just get some nice nice guitar to open up the track. Because I feel like there are a, <laughs> a bunch of the tracks on, on his album were, were, were like that. Um, so, I mean, it's not like I was super disappointed, but I think he was just m- more uh, thinking about producing uh, a, like a song for the group. And maybe he kind of does a, a style for, for himself. But... Um, this song, I, I I did like it's it's very kind of casual pace, um, and it it like just kind of it grooves along really nicely. Nothing feels super. I don't know. It it 
rushed or anything. Um, but you can kind of still hear the the singers. They're, they're all like still kind of pleading um, when, when they sing. So I, I did like that. Uh, I, I, I like the main kind of that motif that like it's kind of subtle. Um, and one thing I really liked is that the end, uh, it's played by the keys in the, that they bring in in the chorus. But the rest of the time, it's like, I don't know how to describe the, that main instrument. But it's the, the motif I'm talking about is the one that goes like, dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like that throughout the song. Uh, but really like when they played a different instrument for it in the outro. Uh, so that was cool. Um, but yeah, overall though, I think like it, I felt like it stayed at the same level for a lot of the song. And I, I don't know, there wasn't too much that was that memorable about it for me and that I would want to go back for. I, 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 yeah. It, aside from just like, like the, I like the chorus, but like, yeah, I don't know. It kind of stayed at that same level. I was hoping for some, some changes throughout that were more noticeable to me, but yeah. <clears throat> Thank you for that truth bomb, Stephen. Um, Alan Mark, yes. did you feel the same way? Did you have different thoughts? Did you hate this song? Tell the truth. Uh, so my truth is that uh, I did. I enjoyed this song. I like it as an opener, uh, but I think my feelings do align recently with Stevens as well. Um, like, but I think that's what. At least in the album or EP as a whole, uh, I think that's what works here the most. Because uh, uh, I don't think this song is like really too interesting melodically, really, which is usually like my favorite thing in songs. Uh, but I do think I do find it very interesting sonically. I love listening to the the beat, the uh, the arrangement of it. I think that's like the part I really enjoy. Like. Uh, I love listening to every like cling clang of the percussion yeah. that comes in, especially in the chorus. I think those sounds are just so cool and very like interesting, like different smart choices in my opinion. Like um, I know there's like a lot of people say and sort of like crap on quote unquote noise music, even though it's not noise music at all, but um, how those sounds aren't necessarily like you would associate with instruments typically. Um, but I like using that element to add like a very sharp tone to the song, which uh, like, yeah. So I think that's where this song makes an impact for me. Uh, but otherwise, like um, that's, I think the most of it when it comes to it, like that's all I really listen to when the song comes on. But I think it works because especially as an opener, uh, I think it still sets the tone that they were hoping to set for the entire album, but doesn't overshadow anything that comes after it as well. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I, so like this is a decent start, but it's like a nice like it's gonna rise from here, which I, which gets me excited every time I start listening to this album. Uh, this is why I love you guys because you guys can just talk and talk and you can take every note that I put and I don't have to say anything. <laughs> this is like like every like 
part of what Steven said is what I think, and part of what you said, Alan Mark, is what I think. So um, the only contribution I think I can add is that I like how when that... Because um, there's different parts to the song. Uh, some parts sound like that tinny, like the percussion part you were talking about, Alan Mark, one with like the little glitchy sounds. Another part sounds a little 80s to me, like that beginning part. Um, uh, sounds like it would be background music for, I don't know, it's, it's like a, a high school scene or something like that. And other parts sounding like what I always go to in my head, which is any like Final Fantasy game with some casino world or level <laughs> where it just has this like really honky tonky funky like chip tuniness yeah. to it and i think that's where i was like trying to like mentally put myself in mm. and um this felt just like uh, like like what would be used in a video game uh in a video game felt very um it wasn't so stand alone uh to me. It felt it had it was more utilitarian. It was just really the setup. It wasn't it didn't feel like it needed to like be a single or anything. It just like you were saying, uh, both of you guys were saying, just set set the tone, set the stage for the album. Um just get you back into the the fam- familiarity of God Seven's voices and their amazing voices and just the mood uh, that they're trying to do for this uh, album. And uh, yeah, um, I should probably preface that this album is a no skip for me. Ooh. And um, mm. I would never skip this song um, <laughs> when it comes on. It's all part of the sonic package to me. Like when I listen to these albums for the pod, I just keep it on loop. Once the last song ends, it goes back to the beginning. And I just felt like it had had its place there uh, to kind of set me back up to the journey, I guess. So that's what I think. That's my truth about truth. Um, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about before we move on? Uh, no, that's I'm on good. my notes on. All right. Well… Speaking of setup, I intentionally put Alan Mark on track number two mm-hmm. because I again wanted him to tell you guys everything that I thought of. Oh boy. Um, because because <laughs> we sort of align, I think, in some of our notes when it comes to a song like track number two, Drive Me to the mm-hmm. Moon. Alan Mark, were you listening to this song uh, all night long? Oh, that's oh. not the note that I actually made, but <laughs> um, but it's it it like is adjacent. So I think we're still aligned. Um, yeah, I was like, is this gonna be another situation where you think I'm gonna say one thing and I actually don't? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, well, first before I start off with like my main point, whoo, that bass, ooh, that bass <laughs> is a spicy bass, and I like it a lot. <laughs> um, but like, I love this '80s pop sound here. Um, I think you were alluding to some Lionel Richie all night long. But for me, it was giving me Billy Ocean vibes. And you know I love a good Billy Ocean vibe. I wrote Billy Ocean too. I know. Yeah, okay, great. See, we got it. We're the same. Yeah. We're the same. You we're were the there same. when I bought I was that like, book. Lionel Richie, 
yeah, you were yeah, the one yeah. about that record. So yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah. It's uh, wait, was Stephen there too? Probably not. Okay, <laughs> I was like, were you in New York by then? It might. I don't think you were in New York oh. yet. I, no, no, you were still in Concord, but okay. it was post college for okay. sure. Yeah. Okay. Was it Dan? Oh, okay. Doesn't matter. Um, but <laughs> yes. So, um, so like I, I love like that '80s sound. Like Billy Ocean was given with like Caribbean Queen stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I just really enjoyed this. I love and was you know when I saw that Young Jay, aka Ars, was the main um, like it was the lyricist, but one of the producers on this. Along with, uh, you know, uh, a bunch of others. But, you know, having his influence there. I knew it was going to be like an upbeat, fun track. Because uh, I feel like that's the type of music he not only like does a lot, but excels at also. Um, and yeah, I was right. It's so fun. It's so breezy. It like... Um, like, yeah, it's... The feeling I get when I listen to the song is exactly what Jin Young looked like in the Lullaby music video where he's in a car and then he's like in the sky driving a car in the sky. So um, yeah, it's wonderful. And this song brings me so much joy. I could not agree any more than you, Alan Mark. This song is wonderful. I love this song too uh, for the exact same reasons. I To, to add on, I wrote I just wrote the phrase tropical disco vibes. It just want, it made me... Um, I love that. I love any song that makes me feel like if it, I, I'm in a beach. Like just like, uh, I don't know. Everyone dancing around me. I, I Again, I can't... I just think of Lionel Richie's All Night Long. Like really. Um, uh, to point out some specific parts that I like. Guys, uh, the, Alan Mark, you brought out the bass, that spicy bass. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was that that really, really playful flute that would oh, kick in in the chorus. Yes. In the chorus. Um, and it just made it was just like a um, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. Just I felt like it was just like a really jolly man in the background playing that oh song. <laughs> Wait, is that what you said? Very similar, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like. I was imagining someone like prancing around. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. like an exaggerated uh, embouchure and um, yeah, facial expression. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like prancing left and like like left and right. Yeah, and, I mean, basically um, from Anchorman, the scene when he's playing the jazz flute. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! Even the um, even part of the chorus uh, when it gets to the more uh, chorusy part where everyone's like, everyone's doing the uh, what again? If I'm going back to Lionel Richie's All Night Long, the part where he's like, like the part in Drive Me to to the Moon that I equate that to. Is uh, when they're saying the actual drive me to the moon instead of hey, hey chamba, chamba. they're like yeah. drive me to the drive me to mm-hmm. the na, 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 na. like that part. Um, I love it. I just it just so much island vibes and it just makes me feel excited for the summer. Um, yes. What else? Oh, um, the tom toms. I also mm. love the tom toms in the pre uh, pre chorus. Okay, Stephen. 
Um, I'm sorry I took your jolly, <laughs> jolly, um, pranciful man note. Um, but I'm sure you have a lot of other gems about this song. What What did you think? What else did you oh, think man. about this yeah, song? Yeah, I, I really loved it. Uh, I, also, just about that flute, I do think it's more like a like a piccolo. If the, if we're whatever the instrument they're trying to. Uh, I love Dragon Ball. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, if you're ever in Australia and you want to order a cortado at a coffee shop, that's <laughs> called a piccolo. There, I, I found that out. <laughs> the not the hard way, but yeah. Uh, FYI, <laughs> to all my fellow uh, cortado stands. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, um, uh, is the fandom named Cardets? Uh, like oh, cadet? I, oh, that's a good one. Um, word, uh, cordets, probably, cortana. yeah. I was cor- trying or to cortanas. think of something like G- Gibraltar because I feel like that was a, <laughs> the other name, but I, I yeah, nothing. I, I know the Gibraltar. Yeah, um, Gibraltar. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> coffee sometimes makes me feel like I am. Driving to the moon. <laughs> I don't know. Great segue. Great segue back. Great segue back. But to think of, yeah, I was thinking about the title of the song and how, uh, aside from Taeon's song, uh, To the Moon, the, the the phrase, anything containing the words to the moon lately, I, I just tend to ignore. Um, <laughs> so Diamond but, hands. But Drive Me to the Moon, I, I, will, I will never ignore. It's such a good song. I love that amazing bass. Um, I think I I was like I think I was contrasting this between from the previous song like how I felt like there wasn't a whole lot that was too interesting about it. Um, throughout this one, like I felt like by the end of the second chorus, I was feeling like a lot had happened. And if it, if the song had ended there, I would have been. Like happy with I would have been like perfectly fine with that song, just a couple choruses because when they have the the choruses where they bring in those horns that just mm-hmm. bring that extra burst of energy it I think that just m- makes it like so much more joyful and fun to listen to, so by the time you hear it twice, you're like I, I was just all uh feeling good, and like that that was all I really needed for this um but then. They do have a quick bridge that's only maybe like a slight reduction of that energy, but they build it up that quickly into into the chorus. So it's just a a great, fun, cheerful song all the way through. Um, Probably, no, I don't know yet. It might, uh, it's one of my favorites. (laughs) Yeah. I I feel like it's harder for me to pick favorites. Like it's always so close to when the album comes out, but I did really, really like this one. Um, I mean, I don't really have anything else to say. I kind of like that we all just really love this. I mean, if there's anything else, Alan Mark, you want to say, we can just classify this as a certified bop and move on. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, a certified bop. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I don't have any. I was like scram- scrambling to write notes today, so I don't have a lot. Yeah. So I think we're blessed with more time because of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, I do have my one other ah, thing. There it is. Uh, I forgot to. <laughs> Sorry, Stephen, one I last skipped, thing. I skipped over it. One last moment. Uh, but, okay. Yeah. Uh, just 
there, there are two uh, girl group songs that this song reminded me of. Like the first, the opening chords uh, reminded me of uh, DM a lot. Like, and mm. just, I, I don't know if it's a similar progression, but uh, it was more about the progression, I think, than the sound itself. Um, but then also just like the percussion, uh, it took me to, I guess, where the, the influences of Twice's Moonlight also. Uh, yeah, just like, they, they all felt like contemporaries there. So, uh, yeah. And that was, that was it. And the both songs I enjoy a lot. And here's another one, too. <laughs> um, wonderful. Okay. Yet again, we have a single in the third spot of an album. Like, what's going on with all this, like, middle, middle of the road kind of uh, placements? It's, I don't know. I, I like it. I, mm-hmm. Me too. I, 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 I like it too. It gives, because... For me, okay, this is a really, really quick side tangent. Do you guys have some sort of like, like psychology when it comes to like track placement? Like, are you guys, mm-hmm. have you ever thought like, this is probably not the correct track placement? I would shift these songs or switch this up or something like that. Have I you feel like ever I mentioned thought? that on this pa- <laughs> yeah, podcast I before? Like, I feel like yeah. we brought yeah, it yeah, up yeah, in yeah. certain yeah. albums. Think, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty. I yeah, think but, it's a pretty common thing. We'll mention like, yeah, especially yeah. if it feels different from the previous song or, or the next one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because for me, the um, the later you give me the single, the less psychologically I feel like I should care about it. If that makes sense. Oh. But then again, if you do, well, of course, if you, I mean, there are like singles that are packaged into albums that that doesn't count. I'm just talking about yeah. like the. The, the uh, lead album single title the track, album. yeah. yeah. Um, Not, because yeah, for I me, for me, oh no, go for a check. I don't know. I was gonna say for me, I, I, I think, um, I was in such a great. Well, we'll we'll uh, transition, or when I talk about, no, 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 I'll I'll talk about it. But um, but yeah, I just feel like I don't want the single to lose its luster. I, I want it to like. Be the one of the first things I listen to. That's what I think. What were you gonna say, Mark? Yeah. Well, for me, like I always love uh, listening to albums as like a singular package. Like you know. Mm. Um, but I think uh, why I appreciate like singles coming in later is because like growing up having a lot of like pop albums and CDs like from the late '90s to early 2000s. Thinking like the main ones you think about, like NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, all those like they loaded up all of those singles in the beginning of the album. And I felt like mm. it was just to, for the most part, it's just meant to um, really overshadow like more mid-level to lackluster album cuts. And I love album cuts. So I think when mm. you're able to intertwine uh, a title track lead single into an album where it fits with the, uh, as a full package, like story, with whatever story you're trying to tell, whether it's an actual concept or just sonically, I think that's when you really build a good album. So that's my that's uh, my truth to that. <laughs> <laughs> that's your spicy take. Yeah. Um, okay. And uh, I think Steven's just neutral. He yeah. just loves songs. Yeah. yeah. I, I think <laughs> I also, with, with these albums that we cover, I think there's a tendency... Because it's it seems to be more often that the single will come 
as either the first full song or like the first song mm-hmm. after an intro that you think about it the placement of the single and like whether it fits conceptually i think kind of just what what Alan Mark was saying um and like for me my first uh he, listening to of a single will tend to be wherever it is in the album mm-hmm. like i usually don't watch a video first um and i'll tend to just listen to the album for my first time to hear the single and then if i watch the video first i'm going to like i don't know if that will affect how i feel like the concept of the album is so um it, it's like it's not a huge actually like thing for me uh but it's something i do notice uh or have noticed the more as we cover these albums that that's actually a wonderful um point to carry into my discussion of na 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 um because I truthfully did not feel like this should have been the lead single. I was all, like, like I was, I guess, hinting in my my conversation or my uh, uh, choices of word. I guess um, I feel like "Drive Me to the Moon" is a much better like single, um, in my opinion. I feel like. Visually, I could see more with the music video. Um, it sounded bigger. It sounded, um, I don't know. It sounded like what would be a typical single. And I think that's why it's not the single. I think they wanted to uh, subvert expectations and do something different to kind of signify that this is a new chapter for god seven they're not doing the jyp thing where like they'll hit you with the 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 very cliche sounding single and um and for that um i i had to like kind of re 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 like change my uh my uh i I guess view of it and like kind of just accept it um as a single because that's what God Seven wanted, and I, I don't question God Seven's choices. Like they tell me that this is the single, this is the single. Mm-hmm. To that point, I love this song too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like this, uh, yeah. this song is great. This is such a. This is like the. Okay, so if "Drive Me to the Moon" is the 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 morning and noontime, um, and the early afternoon beach fun. Na 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 is the sunset and the uh, winding down and the just the chill vibe counterpart um, because this, like I said, gives such great summer afternoon vibes. This is such a catchy and, um, in, in my opinion, a very colorful and vibrant sounding song and. Um, we can get into that with talking about the music video because I I just love the uh, the sound that this group is producing. It just feels I don't know. It just feels like I I, I don't know if it's just the nature of me knowing that this is like their first release coming out of JYP, but this really this like slow and like bouncy groove is wonderful to hear. It just paints this group in like a whole new manner, and it just. I, it, it feels like they're a little bit more free with their sound now. And um, 
they can just do the the sound that they want to do as opposed to the ones that they are told to do, I guess, or, you know, feel like they have to. Um, yeah. And if, if drive me to the moon was the, the, you know, frenetic fun, um, uh, joyous song, this is definitely the, the more, you know, relaxed, lazy, a lot of the notes are very sustained and just held. It's just, it's just a good time. And, um, yeah, it's to that. It's just it's it's fun. I I I just feel all the joy whenever they when I whenever I hear the song, both from what I hear sonically and just the tone in their their voices. I just feel like um, I don't know. It's so playful. Okay, that was a lot for me to talk about for the title track. Uh, Steven, what did you think about Na Na Na? I, I really like this song too, but I think I I guess my my comments will kind of disagree with what you're saying, or like we have very different opinions. Um, because I was pretty I was pretty happy with this song as their lead single, even though I like uh, DMTTM more. Um, <laughs> I, I I I I thought that. Na na na, it felt closer to like where they left off with Breath of Love. I, I think a lot of the comments that you had just now were things that I, I felt about that that album. So like they had this was very like airy and uh kind of this there there were these light sounds that I really loved about that that felt like that felt like a theme throughout that album. Um so this, even though it's like not with JYP anymore, it still felt like like uh, the God Seven that uh, I last listened to. So I think that's why I, I enjoyed this as their their return single as as God mm. Seven. Um, but I, yeah, like yeah, it's just a, it. I, I felt it had a very refreshing sound um, and. The, the piano in the back was so pretty. Uh, it, they also had this like really nice vocal sample. Um, it was just a really like really sweet like peaceful song to listen to, and that also made me that I just had a good feeling while, while listening to it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I'll leave it off there for now. All right, Alan Mark. What were your thoughts? And are you also going to stab my heart <laughs> like Steven did? It's okay if you if you feel the same way. So yeah, no, no, no. It's yeah, definitely. And like I do agree, it's not um, a, like I guess typically what you'd hear from a title track. Uh, I guess in, in K-pop right now, um, but I think the part of it that I do like as the title track, and I'm happy they chose this as the title track, is that it. I think it portrays the message they wanted to extend out with this album the best, uh, which is like them in their most, I guess, genuine selves, which is something that both of you sort of touched upon, like um, a bit like sonically as well. Like, sure, um, you know, it does. It is uh, production wise. It is something that's very much them. But I think also with how um, like, I guess it makes more sense when you see the 
one I'll dig more into it with the music video, but uh, it's a song that they built knowing that like you know they can be themselves the most, uh, and like with how bright, happy, like relaxed it is, I think that's also it shows how the group also feels now that they are sort of independent in that sense. Like, oh, um, like, especially watching them all come back together after being apart for so long. Like, the energy, like, that each of them has as the seven of them is so different than when they are just individually. Like, there is the fun, uh, like, lightness to them. Like, uh, it's been, I feel like it's been so long since I've seen Jackson smile this much. It's been so great watching them together again. That um, it, and like I feel like it has to be a song with this like type of mo- emotion behind it that um, has to be the, the lead single. So that's why I really like the choice here. Um, but aside from all that, talk about the song itself. Um, like I think um, <laughs> the way that I describe like how this song is, it's like Pentagon Shine. If it was written for like it was written for people in their like mid twenties to early thirties. <laughs> Um, cause where, where shine has so much energy where it's like just in your face, like, um, like it's like fireworks essentially. Like this one is more like, uh, like a relaxed day in like Palm Springs or something like, uh, and you know, and it's sort of like, you still have the same fun, uh, that you have with like, you know, your closest friends, maybe you got six friends and you make up a group of seven dudes um, uh, six. <laughs> but um but yeah it's like uh like it's true you're truly having fun but in a more relaxed way because there's like no pressure it feels loose you're you're free it's yeah um so yeah really really love that and i also i love a sung jackson chorus i yeah, am yeah. so happy that they chose that with the line distribution it's it it's so great. So, um, yeah, I, I I love this song so much. What do you guys say about that, Stephen? Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> Just antagonizing you, <laughs> adding <laughs> adding conflict. Um, <laughs> um, gosh, I don't really know um, what else. Like uh, specific parts, I want. It just it was overall mood for this song. Who say who who is doing the the skirt skirt? Bam bam. I love it's that bad. part. It's, I mean, bam, like bam. I don't. Yeah. I didn't oh, yeah, have yeah, to look. Sense, I knew it was bam bam. Like that's just how he <laughs> is, like all the time. Like any interview, like when he received the award in the I forgot which award it was, but he like legit said skirt skirt in the microphone accepting the award <laughs> when he was uh, interviewed by Wendy on her radio show. He was like legit skirt skirt hey. like oh. the whole time. <laughs> Uh, this, and like they they were all on uh, uh, Young Jay's radio show recently and they were all like of course Bam Bam initiated but everyone was just like Chee! oh like, fun yeah so it's Bam Bam <laughs> Golden State Warrior by heart <laughs> uh, yeah uh, okay that's that's all I, that's that's what I want to say about the music mm-hmm. Itself, uh, Stephen, do you want to add anything more? Yeah, uh, yeah, the song. Um, I don't think there was like a real pre-chorus in it. 
I feel mm. like it just went from the verses into or into the chorus. And I, I thought that was a good no pre-chorus. I was like feeling like when uh whenever a commentator points out and there's a good no no call on a foul, that's how I felt when I was pointing out, oh that's a good no pre-chorus on this track. <laughs> Yeah, oh, so the, the opposite. Music's gotten soft. So the yeah. opposite of what the refs did when uh, Andrew Wiggins dunked. Uh, Andrew Wiggins All Star thinks the Bam Bam dunked on Luka Doncic. <laughs> <laughs> they called an offensive Correct. foul on that, and it was like, "What do I do?" Uh, That's all. I just <laughs> brought a foul. Yeah, it's the opposite. Of <laughs> the opposite. <laughs> Steven does. Steven is familiar with those rules. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> All right, so I, I I did talk about how colorful and vibrant this song was, and that was a hundred percent intentional because that was my that was going to be my lead into the music video, um, uh, which I I have to say, it's just great to see these guys together again. It's just so much fun. You could tell in the music video how much fun they were having. Um, also, since they're independent, where did they get the money for this music video? It is very pretty. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the Warner Nat, music part. Because <laughs> mm, Nat and I were like easily all those hanging flowers in that oh. circular sen- uh, oh, yeah. stage would have been like at least $15,000 as we <laughs> have come to know uh, <laughs> when planning our wedding and how much flowers are. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe it's cheaper in uh, Korea. Um, but yeah, I I don't really have anything fun to point out aside from their outfits, uh, their set pieces, their their aesthetic. It's just so much fun. All the colors are just exactly what I would imagine while listening to this song. So it was I it was just a it was as laid back um, of a time as the song was. How about that choreo though, guys? That was, I don't know. It just felt so, I don't know. It felt like you and your friends just like hanging out and like staying up late one night and deciding like, okay, let's let's do a dance to this song, guys. <laughs> and let's just figure it out on the fly. And like, that's what this choreo felt like. It was just, there was no need for any like clean lines or clean anything. It was just a lot of just <laughs> smiling and swaying their bodies did you guys see the relay race or a relay dance for oh, this? Yes. Uh, it's it's equally as just playful and just nonchalant um so yeah it's just it's great to see these guys smiling together again um sorry i just felt like i talked the entire time for music video discussion do you guys <laughs> want to add anything else i mean you don't i to. i love a lot everything that you already pointed out, just like the birds and the flowers, um, just all that imagery of like, like spring and I don't know, like a rebirth kind of thing. Um, but I think my favorite of those the sets was JB's. Uh, we, we had that little like yellow parakeet or like that bird. I, I, I liked <laughs> yeah, his, yeah, yeah. his scene a lot. And those the flowers of that ring of flowers above us, I, it's so nice. Um, yeah. But yeah, just all of the sets though, I really liked. And then they had that peacock in the. Yeah. Who I forgot it was a blue Mark. set. Mark, yeah, okay, yeah. Not Jin Young. No, not Jin Young. Your, your mic. Oh, your mic's a bit low. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. that's my I bad. Don't know if you lowered your I mic. did because cars are driving. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah. Okay. okay good, good. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess for me, um, I mean, y'all touch it mostly on like the visuals, aesthetics. Great. Uh, because my notes are all about like the actual concept and stuff like that. Because like, yeah, I touch upon like the birds and stuff like that. Because I like, um, so the intent with this song, like, you know, the freeing feeling. Um, they also exemplify with the music video. Um, like, I think they said during their press conference for the release, like, the concept of, like, they basically wanted to design and build a new home for them and their fans as, like, this new fresh, like, oh. chapter. Oh, yeah. So that's why, like, that they're going to, like, good. design and stuff like that. So, design the house. Oh, the house. that's so good. And then, like, the bird imagery, like, I don't, I can't, I don't know if it's confirmed, but I, I saw that as them, like, visualizing them sort of being released from their bird cages and are free to fly in their own way now. So, um, I love those uses of imagery to really, like, set apart, like, this is the new chapter of GOT7, um, where they are more themselves. They are more, like, yeah, maybe less, like, less choreographed and like more just like jumping up and down during the chorus in the living room, you know, like it's, that's like the fun energy that I think was a perfect match with what the song sounds like also. Um, so yeah, I know it's, I thought it was really smart and really like a nice, like it's maybe a little like, it's like both on the nose, but also like not, it's like a great like metaphor of showing this. So yeah, really I, I I loved it. God, I just loved you saying that. It just was so good. It made so much sense, and it's just it made, it made this video way better, in my opinion. So, thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you again. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are. We are also. We so we are gonna. Skirt, skirt out of here for real, <laughs> real quick and take a quick break uh, because we're going to get ourselves ready to go for the final three tracks uh, of this album. And we will also have a game brought to you by me. So stick around. We'll see you all on the cheese side. <laughs> cheese. Skirt, skirt. Welcome back to the B-Side. As you already know, we like to play a game when we come back from break. And this week's game is brought to you by me. And so, guys, what are we going to play? I don't know. Is it something about um, So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it might be. Because um, I know you guys have been dying to know the truth about him. So for this game, don't care about me. Instead, care about the secret he locked away for nobody to find. Um, to our luck, though, I found out that he hid his secret inside one of our episodes. Oh. What? I was able to discover the first clue, but it seems like we need to go on a scavenger oh, hunt. Oh boy. So you guys uh, pull out your phone devices oh. and 
and open up your app. Oh, you have two. Okay. Um, whichever, whichever is the biggest screen, I guess. That might help oh, you. Hold on. Um, pull Let me out. get my phone charger real quick. <laughs> okay. All right. Get your phone charger. Get whatever you need to uh, do this. Uh, but as you're doing that, um, uh, open up the app at which you listen to How You Can Eat. Because we all know after every episode gets released, we each listen to the episode oh, right. once. Opening, that is exactly uh, what we do. Opening up Google Drive then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what am I opening? Uh, open up the your app choice to, when listening to How You Can Eat. Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm opening Google <laughs> and, Drive. And, and uh, Stephen is opening up Google Drive. <laughs> Because he he listens to the raw audio. He doesn't each individual. (laughs) Yeah, I I, he plays them at the same time. I I make yeah I make any sucks and that's good. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. Okay. Let me know when you guys are ready. Okay. So for this game, you have got seven how you can need episodes to find. Each of them containing a clue to lead you to your next one. Some will be vague. Some will be easy. All will be annoying to find. In the final episode you get you come across, the secret will be given to you, at which point you must tell me Yogyam's mystery. You can just chat it to me. Mystery. The Zoom chat. Mystery. So the first to do it wins. Okay. Um, uh, by the way, your clues will be hidden in the episode descriptions. So... Um, <sighs> All right. So clue number one. What does Dua Lipa and this group have in common? Well, she did co-write the closing song, Behind the Mask. A song that I can't stop me from listening to. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck, gentlemen. So the, the, the answer is going to be the episode? Yeah. Okay. So go to the episode and then go into the show's description. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, so okay, listeners, <laughs> you won't be able to hear the clues because they're all, they're each using oh. the clues at the same time. So um, at the very end of the game, I will recite all the clues. Okay. Um, Do I have to know any of the things I'm doing right now? Or I'm just going from episode to episode. Yeah, yeah, just, uh, just, just get to the, uh, um, yeah. Oh boy! Oh, it was. Hmm. It, it might be worth remembering which episodes you went to, though. Okay. So. Okay. So our listeners, you are listening to the instrumental for "Just Right" off of God Seven's third mini album. I like that one a lot. Wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, where is that episode? <laughs> so listeners, this is going to be oh testing. <laughs> this is going to be testing not only um, whether or not uh, Steven and Almark remember the episodes we covered, but also at which point in the history of How You Can Eat we covered those episodes. So, um, And... Yeah, I'm just providing some fun commentary <laughs> yeah. about this. Some some great, great commentary. And um, yeah. 
Um, I, uh, I am absolutely making this okay, as annoying I, as possible. Uh, oh, man. So when you have the final answer, make sure to message it to me. Okay, I think I know what you're asking. So... Okay, okay. And how many how many questions are there? Or or you have got seven episodes to find. Oh god. Does spelling count? No no no. Just uh I'll I'll get who you're talking about. I'm assuming Alan Mark that is your final answer wait can i look it up no 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 don't look okay. it up don't look it up look yeah like yeah that. oh i mean like not like the actual answer but then like if i know where it is from you, you... oh man <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's no, fine okay well well steven um unfortunately Alan Mark got me the correct answer. Okay, so and was it the, was it the soonest? Oh, it was uh, first. I'll, I'll, it was just basically the first one to oh, do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did I get his name right? You got you got all the spellings. Oh right. wow! Okay. I was gonna I was gonna wait. It sounded like you were about to finish, uh, Stephen. But uh, I I know I still had to go back and write everyone's name because I don't know. Yeah. Who's... Okay. All right. Well. Congratulations, Alan Mark. <laughs> you have won this game that I will name much later when I <laughs> figure that out. But for our listeners, let's go through uh, the game that these two guys had to play. Thank you, listeners, for bearing with that uh, very actionless sounding <laughs> game because all the action was being done on both Steven and Alan Mark's <laughs> um, side. So... If you started with the first clue, which was, what does Dua Lipa and this group have in common? Well, she did co-write the closing song, Behind the Mask, a song that I can't stop me from listening to. That was a hint for our ep- our third episode, twice with their album, Eyes Wide Open. So oh, is that really click number in, three? Yeah. yeah was- if we click in, you can see a, a clue right down in the bottom. Holy moly. Roll out the red carpet and sound the horn because my oh my, this group is giving me a dilemma with my favorite album of the year. That, of course, is episode number 58, A Pink's Horn. So we go here. Now we click into that. Now the next clue. Don't you hate it when telemarketers and scammers give you a ring while you're eating dinner? If only there was some way to put myself on the do not call list. Yeah. So that was a clue to our episode number 14, Shinies Don't Call Me episode. Now, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, and Nate Dogg is on this classic song from Dre's 2001 album. I've always got to acknowledge how good of a musician (laughs) (laughs) that of course is episode 36 36. Uh, 
36 Akmu's next episode. Uh, right wow. there. Perfect. Okay. Let me click into that. And the clue for this one is, well, you, you heard at the beginning of this episode. Well, uh, <laughs> so hopefully you remembered that this was the debut episode of Spam, as well as Steven's game, Turnip the Beat. So going to episode seven, of course, our God Seven episode. Had to throw that in there. So the clue in there is, excuse me, do you have that episode <laughs> that's spicy <laughs> made in the U.S.? Of course, that is another spam episode, CL's <laughs> Alpha, which is episode 46. So I threw two spams back to back for you all. You got to love it. Okay, CL right there. Okay, spam is back, see? Okay, the clue for this one, which was your final clue to lead to your final song. Is this game getting too hard? Can't breathe? Don't worry, this is the last clue. The answer is waiting for you. Um, of course, that is uh, B-Tob, or um, <laughs> <laughs> also known as B2B. Um, uh, album for you outside and if you go to that one there is one final message that says you made it to the end but the game's not over now you must answer the final question yogum has got seven other 97 liners in a group chat message chuck those names you have a clue though the answers are hidden in plain sight so if you were very observant i had also swapped all of the podcast episode names with the names oh. of all of those people. So if you go to all of them, they there is your answers. There are your answers in plain sight. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, Wait, I, did you just did you just know? <laughs> I did just know. <laughs> oh. <okay. laughs> Oh, that's I was not like, fair. why are uh, these 17 members <laughs> here? <laughs> oh. That made sense, especially since I said 97 languages. That made it probably a lot of easier. Anyway, Steven, did you catch that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I was going to write them all down, but then I, I wanted <laughs> to see if my idea like was right of that I was supposed to find the next episode. Mm, mm. Yeah. But, and then no, I didn't no, no. go back to write them down. <laughs> <laughs> all right well that was my game thank you all for playing i hope you had a lot of fun wasn't with uh, yeah. just a random just a change of pace kind of game a new beginning if you will just like got sevens uh anyway no, for no, our no. listeners did we want to say who is in that group chat oh yeah in case oh yeah that's know. a good point that's a good point okay well in yogum's group chat he has of course bam bam from god seven but he also has jungkook from bts and like steven said three members of 17 the eight mingyu and dk um as well as jayun from nct and cha yun woo i've never had to pronounce his name before <laughs> but from astro so <laughs> cha yun woo there you go Honestly, those are the 
I, Those are the other seven members. Yeah. What were I you honestly saying? probably wouldn't have remembered Chan Wu's name if it wasn't for the fact that they released an album recently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just knew yeah, yeah. one of the guys from Astro. <laughs> I just love how you know this, though, which makes a lot of sense because you're probably going to win um, KPSN's Jeopardy 2022 <laughs> um, trivia contest yet again. So um, thank you guys for playing this game. Uh, I had a hard time figuring out a game That's to play, fine. and I was yeah I, I was like sca- I was scouring through, and I was just like, "How can I hide this?" Ah, um, <laughs> so I, I I updated it um, ten minutes prior to us recording, and I was like, "Oh crap, I'm gonna have these guys just use the Anchor FM website." But while we were recording, I checked my phone and I saw all the updates had uh, processed through, so Ooh. I was like, "Perfect." Perfect. Well, um, listeners, I'm sure you had a fun trip down memory lane uh, remembering all the fun episodes we had. And as a reminder, you can listen to all of them. (laughs) They are all... um, They are not moments in time. They are evergreen. You can go come back many years later. Um, In fact, uh, something... uh, I guess I don't know. It'll be fun to for us to we're we're nearing episode 100, so it'll be fun to kind of for me to I guess go back and pick up my favorite moments. I, I don't have time for that, but I'll, I'll see if I can do that. That'll be fun. Maybe I'll bring back the intros again for episode 100. Just like good times. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, listeners, we have three more songs to cover uh, off God Seven's um, albums. I know this is the fourth. Got Seven is the fourth most popular group, so we need all those those metrics. We're just gonna make this episode ten hours long, so that it's very clear to our advertisers that people want to listen to us for ten hours. Um, I don't even know if people have listened. Um, it, it's hard for us to tell if people have listened all the way through, right? Or it, does Anchor it, have those metrics? It does, but I feel like it's not very accurate. I don't know how it reads. It. <laughs> yeah. Well, shout out to anybody who's still listening to this episode. And also shout out to the people who click on this episode thinking it's the album, but then realize it's a podcast. (laughs) Shut it down within the 30 seconds of uh, listening to the pod. Anyway, we love you nonetheless. Final three tracks of the album. Steven, you're going to pick it back up for us for track number five um, entitled Don't Care About Me. Did you care about this song? Well... I that's did true. care about it, but yeah, that's I not track four. Oh, yeah. track four. Yes, <laughs> we were gonna track yeah. four. Correct. Sorry, well, thank let's you. Not leave I, that my one mind alone. has been. A, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you you two caught my mistake. Sorry, thank you very much. Um, so I, I I would love to hear what you had to say about track number five later, but for track number four, yes, thank you. Um, entitled two. What did you think about? That's uh, yeah, and speaking of uh, Yugyeom, we have his first uh, like produced song on this album, uh, going like track wise. So, uh, I, I actually really like this one, it might be one of my top two songs on the album. Um, mm. and I felt like it had this really like moody sound that I usually associate with like solo artists, like. Like I was thinking about Woods while I was uh, listening to the song. Um, 
And the real I didn't take a lot of notes just because I was really just like enjoying it. The way the the beat was building, I, I felt like the song. It was just amazing what uh, like the kick drum and the bass could do. Just once those both kicked in, it like brought this song up a lot for me. And um, I I really loved the sound of the keys that they used throughout. It was like really fuzzy sounding and. I think it was the perfect choice for uh, the instrument uh, for this song. Um, yeah, other than that, like, I, I just really loved the overall, like, mood that the song had um, and really didn't have much else to say. Nice. Okay, Alan Mark, mm-hmm. I am also very curious to know what you think about this song. Yeah, so I think also seeing Yugyum as one of the uh, writers on this uh, sort of primed me to be like, okay, so we are going to touch upon that like R&B, alternative R&B sound that uh, that they've been doing in their solo work a lot lately. And um, Truth did a little bit, touched upon it a little bit, but I feel like this is the one where it like truly uh, starts bringing in that tone. Um, that sort of runs through the rest of the EP as well, which I really enjoyed because um, it's sort of like a nice like um, like tonally like shows off the maturity of God Seven being now like um, and on the older side of uh, in the K-pop realm right now. Uh, like it, um, oh man, I had a thought, just lost it. It's okay, um, but uh, the song itself, like um, oh. It starts off sort of the second half of the album, like I call it like the reverbial second half because there's so much reverb here. And I feel like that continues on throughout the rest of the songs, uh, which I think really sets like that moody tone that Steven mentioned too. But um, for the song itself, I love how much it just rides. It rides on that beat and bass really, really nicely. And even the melody, it's not like, it's hard to say that it's really special but it feels right for what the song is. And that's what I really enjoy. Um, and yeah, and it's just like this like sad, soft, like R&B emotional song. Like, like okay, Yogyam, like someone hurt you, damn. All right. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed this song as well. It's, I also don't have a lot of notes because I just, yeah. I just enjoy listening to it a lot. So. Yeah. Uh, my notes are sad boy alternative R and B. Um, feel like this is a eighty eight rising type of song, and I I don't know who was singing it, but I loved who was using whoever was using their head voice in the bridge. Ooh, let's um, find out. The part that's like, wait, wait. The part's like. That part. I, I can't sing as well as whoever sang that, but um, <laughs> that was the part that I enjoyed. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? I thought I was just listening. You, you, you weren't sharing audio? or <laughs> <laughs> was... Oh, no, no. That was me. That was oh, oh, wow. Wow. We're sharing a, an acapella you somehow uh, got your hands on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Listen, sorry. Listening to it right now. I'm thinking it's either JB or Jin Young. It might be both of them. 
But the first line sounds like Jin Young more, but the second line sounds like JB more. But it sounds like the same person also. <laughs> yeah. But I. Uh, but In any I, case, listen to yeah. it though. I do love. Th- I think Jackson does the background harmony, like the yeah, um, the discounted like, yeah, that sub cool. Yeah, that was nice. Um, but yes, uh, once again, I just agree with what you guys are saying. Um, I. I again, a, an insane tonal shift. <laughs> We're just jumping all over the place with this album. So, um, it was it was neat to kind of get sad again to ultimately, hopefully, end happy again. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think we're good. Now I get to hear what Steven says about track number five. But first, <laughs> <laughs> it's Alan Mark that I want to listen mm-hmm. to first. So, um, sorry that I don't care about you, Stephen. But I do care about you, Alan Mark. Uh, I want to know what you thought about track number five. Ah, yes. Track five. Man. So, I, I, I'd i say this is the other side of the, like, breakup song coin that is, you know, or two is the sad emo one. This one is the mad and resentful one. Um, which, <laughs> like, again, damn, Yogum, who hurt you? Where the first one's like, oh, who hurt you? But then it's like, damn, who yeah, hurt yeah. you? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so like this, another like, again, R&B influence song, not surprised that uh, with Jin Young and Yogyam being on the, uh, well, definitely Yogyam being on the writing side. But uh, I like how a uh, note that Jin Young said during their, uh, during their press conference that he wrote this song with Yogyam in mind, saying that he was writing a song thinking of, how would Yogyam like dance or create choreography to a song? And then this is what Ooh. came out of it. Um, which I think was kind of a cool way to start a songwriting process. Because then like you could hear like it's very energetic switching the chorus. And then um, but still very smooth, which I feel like is sort of how Yogyam dances uh, like in freestyles, which is really, really cool. So um, yeah, I like that a lot. But um, like... From the song itself, like, again, I don't have a lot of notes. I just really enjoy listening to this one particularly. Um, I do think this one has really interesting uh, arrangement moments. Like, there's some guitar mm-hmm. that comes in. Um, like, uh, there's, yeah, there's like the, the heavy drive guitar in the chorus, but some plucked guitar as well in the second verse or so, I think. Um, but my favorite... Um, my favorite part in the song, though, is I would say that delayed drop in the last oh, chorus yeah. uh, because it drops so late. I think it's a full measure later than you'd expect. And I thought that was the coolest thing and re- really punching in that last chorus. Uh, so, so, yeah, but I mean, there are also a lot of really cool moments in the song that I'm sure y'all also mentioned, too. So. Um, good news. I will not mention anything else cool because I also thought overall that this was a um, this was a wonderful song. Um, I don't have any standout parts to point out, but I will say I think this song sounded out of all the songs in this album. This sounded the most K-pop to me, if that makes mm. any sense. Um. It sounds similar to what we have been listening to, uh, I think, mo- more recently. But 
um, while everything else sounded like its own, like I, I could I could sense a lot of influences, like all over the world. The way that you were saying, like the it, it this song has its like arrangement moments. I think that's very like standard in my mind uh, to a lot of K-pop, well-produced K-pop songs. Just a lot. Just the, um, if I could use Menagerie again, because we we love a good Menagerie reference, um, a cornucopia of sounds. This mm. sounds this sounds like every single thought about what to put in the song was left in like you could every single moment has something new to listen to like somebody's like what if i just do like a triplet of piano notes in this random moment they're like yeah sure put it in um and so because of that i i agree that i really enjoy sonically the way this sounds um i i feel like the percussion was the main star in this song um that 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 beat just carrying all the way through and um uh, carry, like help carry the mood um, from beginning to end, um, but in a way, I can kind of see how this could be. Um, I I think because of the fact that they put everything in, a, a part of me could see over time how this song can kind of get repetitive. It does. It does do little tricks to break it up every now and then, but um, I think because I can hear every sound at the same time, um, I feel like I'm not getting any var- like variation. And so um, that's like really the only, it's not really a knock, it's just something I've, I noticed. So, um, Steven, I finally get to know <laughs> what you think about this song. Um, did you care about it? <laughs> I did. And, um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I felt like it kind of continued the the mood a bit from from two, um, and I just to touch on like some of the percussion that you were talking about. I, I yeah. love the uh, the eight hundred eight cowbells that they introduced mm-hmm. pretty quickly into the song. But there was once one sound I was not very fond of, which was in the in the left channel. It's like just something tapping it on something. <laughs> it's like it sounds. It wasn't the hi hat. Was... No, it was like. Almost like a like a rim shot, so almost, okay. but not quite. It because it sounds exactly like the metronome in FL Studio, and <laughs> uh, when I don't like using it, whenever I <laughs> because whenever I try to play along, I'm like I, I like lose the beat, and it mm. just highlights how bad at keeping time I have become. So uh, that's why I didn't like hearing that metronome sound. Um, it's like hitting the ride symbol like towards the center of it. Is that? I I don't think so. Uh, it's more like it's almost just like I don't know, just two objects <laughs> like like a okay. tapping on something really. Um, yeah, uh, but. It once it it I oh, heard it I was like is it oh. just the it's just like the, it's like a click like the, yeah yeah is it like the like the tick tick, tick <laughs> yeah yeah kind of sound and okay. I, I I can hear once it, I yeah. heard it I was like I I recognized it as the the metronome but everything else I thought was really really well done uh, it's another beat that builds up before it gets to like the the actual beat kicking in in, in the chorus um, but. I yeah, generally I, I had the same exact notes about the uh that break in the last chorus that Alan Mark pointed out. 
as well as the guitar. Um, but one thing I, I was thinking about this was like, it could almost be interpreted, or like if you were a, like a fan and then you could almost use this as a song to think about how the, the company had treated the group towards Ooh. the end of their time. Like I remember mm. seeing a lot of the comments were like the group, the members themselves were promoting their out. Like the, a lot of the promotion, it seemed like it fell to the members and the, the company wasn't doing yes. a lot. So um, true. I, I, I think like def- they're saying here in the song, you don't care about me. Like, but then in the intro, there's a pitched up sample where the the lyrics on Genius say that part of it says we're still here. So I feel like hearing that you could interpret this maybe mm-hmm. even as uh, a song about what would happen with them. Um, because I was wondering if there was going to be a song that somehow addressed or confirmed like the, these uh, concerns all, all the fans had. Uh, and I don't think we heard it with the single, so, but maybe this this dude don't don't care about mm-hmm. me is an expression of that Ooh. as well. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I, I did like it a lot. Yeah, yeah, I do. I like that take a lot because it makes this song sound even more cathartic than it already does, which yeah. is really cool. And yeah, you mentioned that too because like I was scrolling through their uh, Twitter. Because usually that's how I pull the photos for our, for our posts. <laughs> I just like take the photos, the photos uh, from Twitter and stuff. And yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I'm like not used to seeing this much promotional like tweets or posts for God Seven in like a while. They definitely did not have all these during uh, mm. um, Breath of Love, you know. So yeah, and yeah, that reminded me of that totally. Let's let's uh, let's cap this conversation off with track number six. Don't leave me alone. And guys, I love this trend of no more ballads <laughs> on the last track. We had it last week with Icon. No, TNX. Sorry. Confusing my episodes. Um, and we have it yet again with GOT7. I like this trend a lot. I, I just want... It doesn't have to be a piano, uh, you know, seven stool award. Um, um song every single time like just continue the same feeling you've had this entire album and i think um i think i think this song captures it perfectly it's it's another sad song but um it sounds a little bit more it, it, it's less um it's less like two and more like i don't know it's it just sounds bigger the sound um it sounds vocally a lot stronger in this song i feel like a lot of notes are being belted um across the board and it just feels like another song where everything was just put out put uh put out or sorry it was all put out there so um i love the fact that this sounded like a um, sort of like a synth wavy song at the same time. The the bouncing of like the the um, the synth bass and the you know the the synths in the background was really great. It it added it added some really nice texture and um, 
to the song. Um, and yeah, uh, the, the star for me for this song, again, was the vocals. And some standout points was, was in the chorus itself. I love the way... Um, the the I, I love the way don't don't leave me alone was kind of like you know jumped from uh, like high to low, um, it, it, it I don't know it's just such a neat 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 um, exa- example of like uh, the the vocal skills of this group um, and what else did I really enjoy I I just felt. I felt like every component of the song really had a chance to shine again. Um, and yeah, just just very, I don't know, earnest sounding, I guess. Just really, just fe- felt like this, this song came from a really uh, emotional place in their hearts. And uh, I liked it. Yeah. Um... Steven. Okay. What did you think? Sure. Yeah, I, I really like the vocals on this too. I, I thought they really matched the just like the instrumentation. And what I really liked were the, the moments when they were just very like gentle and there's a calm to their voices that I, I really like listening to. Um the, the song also had the production that reminded me of Breath of Love, um, which was another which again was an album I enjoyed a lot um yeah the uh that the post-chorus section where they go holo 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 a bunch of times i mm-hmm. thought that was really pretty um but yeah it's a nice ending song i was thinking about the the titles of this one and don't care about me and they 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 look similar but then I think in this song, the where they sing the title, it's between the two. This song is the one that has the title as like an imperative where the other one, it's you don't care about me. And then here it's like, don't leave me alone as a request. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool because I thought maybe they were going to be very similar um, when you just look at the titles. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, really, really great way to, to close out this album yeah okay Alan yes. Mark I want to know did you leave this song alone I can't I got to get to the end of the album to listen to the whole thing <laughs> I hate it <laughs> <laughs> yes and of good so, stuff just oh here. I thought this album only got five tracks um, <laughs> no. so yeah I, I mean touch upon a lot of similar things like um, I think Chuck, like mentioning the vocals on this too. Yeah, definitely. I think the most standout vocal performance on this album overall. Um, but, and that earnestness really coming through, especially since like tonally and aesthetically, uh, texture wise, it reminds me of like Post Malone Sunflower um, or another uh, K-pop song that also reminds me of that. Uh, 17's Second Life. Um, love that etherealness that sounds to it. So I, I, it's it's wonderful. Um, uh, but yeah, I guess song-wise, I don't have many other notes. Uh, the main one, I think, comes from, again, the uh, press conference I mentioned where they were talking about the songs. So JB apparently wrote the song a long time ago about like just general sentimental feelings. Mm-hmm. And then 
over time it evolved into this where it's sort of more of a message to like the fans, I guess. Not necessarily a fan song, but just like a message to them as like in this next chapter. But reading the lyrics too, I thought it was like this song can also sort of be interpreted uh, to be like them singing to each other as the other members of God's Step and how like in spite of them going their separate ways, they'll always have each other. They'll never really be alone. And I thought that was really nice because God Seven has like always has like such a brotherly vibe to them, like more than just like friends or you know, especially coworkers as like bandmates. But like they, there is a closeness I do feel like they exemplify, um, you know. And I guess that was more than enough to have them come back together outside of um, outside of the place that that put them together as a group of seven in the first place. So I, I really like that. Um, yeah. But song wise, like, yeah, I love everything about this song, but my favorite piece is that bridge. Uh, Hell yeah. Melodically, the da 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 is yeah. really pretty. But uh, my favorite part is that every member got their own line. And that mm-hmm. was really cool. Like it went from JB to Jin Young to Jackson, to Mark, to Yogyam, to Bam Bam, to Young J, back to JB. Uh, I, I thought that's just a, like, so beautiful. And like mm-hmm. having them really come together and rounding out the album as a whole, being like, this is the return of us being together again. Um, and I know I just thought, you know, along with the other notes I had on this about the other songs, they just did those really small but clever ways of really showing uh, Agassiz and everyone else that like they are here to you know stay and continue as a group so um, loved 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 that part if I can uh, add on to yeah. the praise of that part um, one I mean yes the the fact that it was like a roll off of like everyone like coming up one at a time but something that really stood out to me was Jackson's part mm-hmm. because I feel like they 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 wanted it as raw as possible. So everyone else sounds very clean in the way they sing it. But you can hear how hoarse it is when Jackson sings it. Like he is he is really stretching to hit those notes. And like I feel like normally you would just, you know, do another take or you know try it again or filter it out or something like that but they kept that that sound it, everyone else sounds clean it, like beautiful and then there's the raspiness of Jackson that comes through in his part and like I love I love that they just kept it like that and like didn't want to you know wanted to keep it authentically mm-hmm. Jackson yeah. so such a such a can't, can't Agree more about how beautiful yeah. that bridge was. I, I just love the texture of his voice so much. Like he really adds, uh, like just something different, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. I, I love that he's just singing more. Uh, yeah, that's what I like a lot. I think my my two favorite guys from God Seven are not Korean. Yeah, I mean, almost no. half of the group <laughs> is, is yeah. international. So, yeah. Um. All right. Steven, I I know we talked about the bridge. Did you want to talk about anything else about the bridge or anything else about the song? I I think I should just say 
the guitar was really nice. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I haven't. It was very nice. Pointed that out too much in, in releases recently, but here it, I, I really liked it. Um, yeah, that's yeah. How, that tone was really nice. Just sweet sounding. Um, I want to go listen to Sunflower. Just just back. Just go back and forth between these two songs. All right. Well, Agassiz and Alan Mark and Steven, that was so much fun to do. Uh, we do have one last call though. So say whatever piece you want about Got7, this album, or the future. It is your floor, guys. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say. Um, but feel free to say, especially what you were what you were alluding to at the jump, Alan Mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like Alamark has something prepped. So okay, Stephen, well, why don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. why don't you go? Why don't you go? He's locked. Mode, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's locked. Okay, yes, I, I did really like this album, um, but I do feel like just as we were talking through it today, it does. It feels like it's an important kind of release um, for a group to be together after they've left their label, one of the big labels, and then have released a really, really good album. Um, And maybe it can just be a a template for uh, other groups that might want to try the same thing if they have to. Um, It reminded me of when I watched the the Hulu Wu-Tang show and they did like it took it. They did the same thing like Bobby or the RZA. He was like, they were, they were, they weren't going to sign a deal unless they could have the rights to like their music going mm-hmm. forward. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's another legendary group. So it's natural to remind me of them. But um, I, I think more just on the music side, uh, having heard like their solo work since uh, leaving uh, JYP, I, I feel like we could hear more of their like that channeling into the songs they wrote for each other and for the album. Uh, so I, I, I really like that as well. And um, yeah, I think just it, it, it will be, it, it's great that we have this building or this growing library of work individually as members. And then I think knowing we'll still continue to get uh, GOT7 work as well. So I think that's just really exciting uh, for the future. Okay, well said. Alan Mark, the stage is set for you. Uh, you got seven minutes to talk about whatever you want about he, God he hit, his, he hit his three minutes perfectly last week. Oh, how many, so. yeah, how many seconds know. is that? 420 seconds? <laughs> yes, 420 yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> seconds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Six times no, no, seven? Four, seven times. Oh, yeah, 400. 420 seconds, yeah. Yeah, 420. Wow, I don't know because I, I know math, but I no. don't know that I know math. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah All right, the floor is yours. What is your last call with God? All right, uh, yeah. So, firstly, shout out to uh, Tamar Herman for tweeting out the transcript for the God Seven album release press conference because that's what I've been referencing and will reference here as well. So, during that press conference on the album's release date, uh, Jin Young stated that. This really is the most God Seven like album, and I think we all sort of touched upon elements of that uh, throughout our commentary as well. So, from the looks, the music, 
God Seven shined the most on stage when JB produced. So this album represents that. Um, so yeah, that's the quote. And I love that, you know, not only did the members feel this, but I feel like when I was listening to this, they really succeeded in like showcasing that uh, because I, yeah, it's like, that's all I could think about. It's like, oh, this feels like the most like truest form of them. And then Yu-Gi-Oh! also said, because we know each other so well, we were able to do the best on the songs that were written by us. Uh, so yeah, that's why it doesn't get more earnest in performances than you know what we uh, saw here. Um, and I mentioned that's like one of the things I like the most about God Seven, who I also realize is like one of my favorite boy groups in general in K-pop. I think uh, is how much you can tell that it's a tight knit group. A lot of groups say that they act like brothers and sisters, but um, hardly are really any truer than this group of seven. And it really shows with the music, and um, it makes me like just even more excited for them to continue music both as Steven said individually and as a group you know I think they're we're gonna start seeing them at least the Ford start doing their military service so it may be a while until we get seven of them together again after this but uh, it's comforting to know that you know wherever their paths go I do feel like God seven will always continue to be them you know, all seven of them together. So, uh, yeah, those are pretty much my, my final thoughts. Uh, the album itself, uh, that was all like general things, but the album itself, I love it. Uh, I think it's going to be one of my top favorites of the of the year. Um, yeah, no skips for me. Like so much that usually I'm, usually I pick a, a favorite real easily, but I feel like I'm in a Steven situation where I just can't decide <laughs> here. So, uh, so yeah, I know. I'm just really happy that this release happened and you know after so much speculation but it happened and it's here so yeah thank you thank you god seven well well said all around guys thank you for your wonderful uh commentary um yeah this this will definitely be an episode for the books so um fun to go revisit uh next time god seven comes back uh, you can listen to more episodes like we were talking about with the game. Uh, there is a lot of fun. You can go listen to our other God Seven episode. That's that's a great episode as well. Um, and whatever other artists you want to listen to on all of your favorite podcast platforms, make sure to do that and leave us a comment or feedback or stars, whatever you want. Uh, we would really appreciate that. And uh, subscribe if you want. Um, you can also follow us on all of these socials. We are at Hall You Can Eat on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And you can even email us, HallYouCanEat at gmail.com. Steven is always waiting. All right, guys. I feel like this is just the start of what will be a grueling summer of releases to cover. Not grueling. It'll be fun. Um, but we will be more than happy to produce... All of the all of this fun commentary. So definitely thank you all for listening and uh stay tuned for a wonderful, wonderful rest of the year. Uh, we're about to hit the uh halfway point. And so gosh, it has been relentless the amount of amazing tracks we get to talk about. So um looking forward to that continuing um in the latter half. So for Alan, Mark, 
Stephen and I. It has been our absolute pleasure being your leaders on this episode. So long, stay safe, and we'll see you next feast. See ya. Cheers.